welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. This week's episode is all about making bold life choices. I'm surprised that I have not done an episode on this yet. I feel like I've done a lot of episodes that can really piggyback off of this topic because I feel like making bold life choices, there are so many subtopics within that, but to talk about bold life choices as a whole, that I have not done content on. And so I wanted to do an episode and here I am. Before I dive into our topic of making bold life choices, I always start off every single episode, well solo episode that is, with life updates by yours truly, Alana Pinsky. So let's get into it so I can get into our topic for the day. With work, I will say that my part-time job the past two weeks has been really slow and I'm not sure why because typically my calendar is always getting flooded with fellow sessions and I typically run out of the bandwidth to take on more because I can only do a maximum of four sessions per day. And so I typically work about 12 hours a week with that job. I have up to 20 but Having those eight extra hours is something that would tire me out and burn me out. I wish I could work up to 20 hours, but I would literally come to resent my job if that was the case. So for me, I am just thinking like, what the fuck? Where are my sessions? It's like, of course, when I'm not getting the sessions, I complain. Then when I get too many sessions, I complain. Maybe it's just because... I really just want to eventually like not work for another company but again this is sadly where I'm stuck with but I am still slaying away at the job market. I do think that it still sucks. I still haven't gotten an interview and I'm I'm getting very frustrated. I'm definitely worrying. I don't think that I'll have to you know leave Portland anytime soon because of it but I just really am just dreading like what's next for me because I don't know what to do with this competition I just don't know how much longer I can handle it because this has not been good for my financial health or my mental health and it just makes me wonder where the hell is my career going I'm still dealing with that anxiety and I really want to put myself back into therapy but I can't afford that right now and I still have been struggling to like not be able to afford health insurance and I have two doctor's appointments coming up very soon and I'm freaking out because I don't know how I'm gonna afford them without health insurance so I'm just kind of like figuring this out for myself so I just don't get fucked over in life so those are some of the two negative things that just have been going on with me but in terms of some good positives my weekends have been really fun like the past couple weekends I've been really busy with friends so if I can remember from last week I well gosh what did I do last week whew Oh my gosh, now last week is a blur for me, but I can tell you this past week, I have been spending time with my friend Ryan, we're still binge-watching Charmed. I can't remember when we started binge-watching that show, but we've been doing it like pretty much all year long. And then Saturday, I went to a parade with my friend Eileen, and then I got brunch with 
Eileen and then her friend Hannah met up with us and then we did some window shopping after brunch and then I got beers with Hannah because she wanted beers and then Eileen went Eileen went home because she's not really a beer drinker then Sunday I saw the new Little Mermaid movie and I really liked it I didn't care for some of the new songs that they added in except for a special reprise of part of your world that was really good because that was not in the animated version of the movie and then ryan and i got brunch afterwards at the nordstrom cafe i actually had not eaten at that nordstrom cafe before so that was nice and we got a really nice drink they had like some sort of pride drink special going on right now because it is pride month and i'm still really mad at myself for blanking on what i did last month so now i want to pull up my instagram and see what did I end up doing um would I take some pictures uh let's see do I oh yeah that's right last weekend was the full moon and my friends and I we had a little barbecue where we grilled out some beyond burgers on my rooftop and we took a dip in the hot tub that was super duper lovely and I went to emo night last Friday with Hannah. That was her first time going. And so that was super fun. And I gave myself bangs, by the way. So that was the ultimate power move for me. It needed to be done. My baby hairs were growing out super weird. And it looked like I had breakage bang, like broken up bangs. And so I said, okay, this is driving me crazy. I'm just going to give myself bangs that way. I can blend it all in together and I'll let it grow and then I won't have to deal with this problem ever again. So at least like I'm still having fun while I'm still financially suffering. And then later this weekend, my parents are going to be coming into town. God help me. I need all the medication in the world to help me get through that because I'll have to deal with my mother. But I planned out a really fun itinerary for them. So... I do think they're going to be happy. They're not going to be bored. I really do think they're going to enjoy themselves. So I'm actually looking forward to them, despite me saying, oh, give me all the medication I need. I'm actually excited because they're going to be two trips that we're going to do outside of Portland. So I'm going to take them outside of the gorge. And I haven't been out into the gorge in a while. So that's going to be nice. And then I'm going to go to the coast next week. I haven't been to the coast in two years, so I am way overdue to go to the coast. Actually, wait, no, that is, that's a lie. I was in Astoria back in November. Duh, hello, Alana. Come on, get it together. Astoria is like more way up north. When I say the coast, I mean more of the beaches because we didn't really go to like any of the beaches in Astoria, but Astoria basically is a coastal town. We just weren't really completely near the water, like a beach that is. So, wow. Okay, I don't know where what I was thinking by saying I haven't been to the coast in two years because that was not true. That's what's been going on with me. Just kind of living life, having fun, still while being poor, still job searching. You know how it is. Making bold life choices. Let's talk about it. I want to reflect on what this means because time and time again on this podcast, I always talked about like what it means to be unapologetic, living your best bold life. But what does that really mean specifically? To me, like, I define being bold about, like, stepping outside of your comfort zone, taking risks, embracing opportunities that are going to push us to grow and evolve. And 
it truly is about being unapologetic and pursuing your dreams and desires, even when they may seem unconventional or defy societal norms. Because, you know, that's me. Bold life choices could be something like changing your career, moving to a new city or country, pursuing an entirely new passion, ending a toxic relationship, or just adopting like a whole new lifestyle. You know, this truly will vary from person to person. Um, but I think one thing that these all share in common is that some of these do require courage and a willingness to break free from constraints of fear and doubt and thinking about the what ifs if I haven't done this. So that's how I define bold life choices. So what I want to do with this episode is tell you some things that like I've done that have been bold. I really only have three examples. Like this episode's probably not gonna be as long as I want it to be, but that's okay. And then I just wanna talk a little bit more about how you can make bold life choices and like what are those challenges. So it's gonna be pretty simple information. I feel like there's not as much I can share here, but I'm still gonna do what I gotta do. So I think one of the first big life choices that I ever made that was like huge for me while I could say it was moving to San Francisco and how that's like the most expensive city in the world when I was making like $22 an hour, that could be considered bold. But the thing is, I had been to San Francisco before. I also had some friends out there and I just knew that that was already going to be a good fit for me. So some people could see that as bold, but for me, I didn't just because I knew what to expect and what I was getting myself into. Um, so some people could say that, but I think one of the biggest bold life choices that I made when I was in San Francisco was starting my YouTube channel and starting to explore the content creator world. I think starting a YouTube channel was huge for me. And it's not to say that like I wasn't scared to do it. I will say it was more of like I had some imposter syndrome. And you know I made a whole episode about imposter syndrome just a couple weeks ago. Thinking like nobody's going to watch this. Why would anyone want to listen to anything that I have to say because I don't have experience doing XYZ or whatever. I had a lot of like fear and doubt of just like well, th about the what ifs. I didn't care so much about the hate that was going to come with it. It was more about like nobody's going to watch this content or nobody's going to want to listen to me. It was still huge regardless. I mean, putting yourself out there on the internet is very scary because it does open yourself up for hate and negativity. And I will say I'm really grateful that I get more positive comments than hateful comments on my YouTube channel. I still get some hate and negativity and it does suck seeing that from time to time but I definitely have learned to grow a thicker skin over time and I think being on social media and being so public and open about my life because I am such an oversharer especially online some people hate those that overshare I don't care and that's why I'm like fuck you for being like, wow, you're such an oversharer. Stop oversharing. That doesn't need to be said on the internet. Well, you've come to the wrong place because I don't care. I'm going to say what I want to say. 
And there are going to be people out there that are going to love what I have to say and they're going to really resonate with it and they're going to feel inspired. So I literally am the queen of defying societal norms and doing things that people typically wouldn't do because they're so focused on wanting to be normal in air quotes because again, what the fuck is normal supposed to be? I have zero regrets on starting my YouTube channel and becoming a content creator and expanding my content to other different platforms. I feel like it's really challenged me to continue to stay creative and to keep myself busy in ways that I never thought possible. Imagine if I never had any social media platforms where I was posting content. I feel like I would be super bored with my life and that I would have zero purpose if I wasn't posting content the way that I was posting content today. It is kind of hard to remember what my life was like before I had a YouTube channel, before I was so active on social media. It's it's really hard to think about that because I think before my YouTube channel, I was in school the whole entire time, literally, like after high school I went to college after college I went right into grad school and then I finally got a job and then once I got a job like my first year of working I was very busy with like exploring San Francisco but then I realized there's a whole world of like social media out there and I really started to see the value in content creation and potentially becoming an influencer and doing that and I started watching so much YouTube right when I had moved to San Francisco, especially beauty content. And that's what my channel had originally started off as before I evolved away from that. So for me, I have no regrets. It really is hard to like go back and really think on what my life would have been like because I feel like I would have been super bored without being an influencer it really has kept my life interesting and it creates a lot of great conversations with people that I meet and I love what I do yes there are times where it can be draining but it is what keeps me going it's what gets me up every single day and I'm so glad I made that choice to put myself out on the internet for the whole world to see whether people think I'm embarrassing or not that's none of my business, but I'm just doing me, living my best life, and I'm so grateful for the people who tune into what I do every single day. The second biggest life choice, or the second bold life choice that I made when we we're talking about relocating was really relocating to Portland from San Francisco. I moved to Portland not knowing anyone and also without ever visiting. All I knew is that Portland was cheaper than San Francisco, it was still on the West Coast and I could still get by without a car. It was a very difficult decision for me to leave San Francisco because after losing my job in a very expensive city twice in one year during the pandemic, I just I couldn't do it anymore. It impacted me financially and I was really sad to be leaving, but I had to be realistic with myself and I certainly wasn't going to move back to Richmond. It was not happening. So I had to get a storage unit in the Bay Area to store all my big furniture while I figured out what I was going to do in Portland because originally my plan was just to live there for a couple of months then move back. Well, here I am two years later, still in Portland. <laughs> Clearly that plan did not work out the way that I thought it was going to. I ended up getting a really great apartment. I had to pay a ton of money to move my furniture up from the Bay, out from the Bay Area up to Portland 
And I really had to take matters into my own hands. I looked for a room just in Portland just so I had a place to get by when I first got settled in. And then once I was more settled in, I was able to comfortably make a decision. You know, I'm just going to stay and get an apartment. This is what's really happening for me. So that was a huge decision for me. It was ballsy in my opinion. I feel like the move really did open up a lot of doors for me. I felt like moving to Portland really challenged me to adapt to a new environment and grow. And I had to learn how to become more resilient. And I had to start over. But here I am two years later with a good social life. I live in a great apartment. Like I would have never been able to afford this apartment if I was still in San Francisco. It's nice to not have a roommate anymore. I really do enjoy living on my own. Um, being able to have a space of my own that makes me really happy. I don't have to worry about a roommate moving out and then me figuring out, okay, I'm fucked. What am I supposed to do now? Type situation. That's not the case. I have complete control over what I'm doing in Portland and that feeling is amazing and I feel like I would not have been able to do that in San Francisco. And then the last biggest bold decision that I ever made was quitting my stable job when I was working at Flyer and I had nothing lined up. This is something that I would never ever do. I made a whole podcast episode explaining the situation about how I quit my job. You can go and listen to it. It's from 2021, so you'll have to kind of dig back and find that episode. But basically, my boss was just was making my life a living hell at my company. And she wanted to terminate me because she just didn't like me. And so I said, fuck you. I'm not giving you that power. I'm going to quit. And at first I thought I was making a mistake, but I was like, no, I can't put myself into a bad situation. I'm taking back my power. It was a very risky move, quitting a job with no job lined up because I never, ever do that. Like I would never just quit a job with nothing lined up. Despite it being a risky move and leaving behind my financial security, one thing that I did know is that I was going to be in a good spot to find a new job. I was only unemployed for about a month and a half. Like the shortest I had ever been employed in my life. Like I found a new job pretty quickly. Because at that time, I actually quit my job at a really good time. Because it felt like every single company out there was hiring for a recruiter in a remote environment. And I had interviews upon interviews upon interviews lined up. And that is what basically made it easy for me to find a job so quickly. Despite that being very bold and risky, it worked out for me. And I literally don't have any regrets about that because I found something quickly. I knew it was the right call for me. I just didn't vibe with the company and the culture and my boss. I just, I had to get out. That was my first time like ever quitting a job with nothing lined up. The only other time I quit a job was my ABA job, but I had something lined up at the time. So to quit a job being like, fuck you, that was new to me. Because even though I hated ABA therapy, my decision to leave that field wasn't a fuck you type thing. It was just like, hey, this isn't for me. I need to move on and find something that's going to be a better opportunity for me. Even though I'm totally anti-ABA therapy, but I wasn't treated like shit at my company. 
those were truly like some of the three biggest bold decisions that I ever made in my life. And they've all shaped me up in some kind of way. I mean, I'm always making bold decisions every day, but not to the level of what I did in the past. Making bold life choices isn't without its challenges. I think, you know, there's always going to be obstacles, moments of doubts, and people who are going to be naysayers. Like those are all going to come along the way. But the benefits that do come with embracing boldness really are transformative. When we take risks, we're opening ourselves up for incredible personal and even professional growth. We can uncover a lot of like hidden strengths and discover new passions and purposes in life. That's basically like my whole take on like how to understand like the importance of bold life choices. If you're curious on like what are some things you can do to like help you make bold life choices in your own life, I think one of the biggest things that you can start off with is by identifying like who you are as a person, like what what are your passions? What are your values? Start there. Because when you start by understanding what truly drives you and what aligns with your values, that is going to be the easiest way to get started. Think of something you're passionate about, right? Because when you think about all those things, that's going to help you overcome any obstacles or doubts in your mind. And it's going to allow you to stay committed to what you want to do. The second thing is to embrace uncertainty. I mean, I was absolutely uncertain about what was going to happen for all three of those big, bold decisions that I made in my life. When you recognize that embracing boldness means stepping into the unknown, I promise it's going to be a lot more comfortable than you think. Because by embracing uncertainty, at least you get to know that it's going to be a good opportunity for you to grow and see how you can rediscover yourself. Get excited about that. That's exciting. It can be scary, but it's a good scary. I also think it's important that you do surround yourself with a supportive circle. So make sure you are in the right crowd. You're in a supportive network or you have a supportive network of friends or mentors or any like-minded individuals who can encourage you and uplift you during any challenging times. Because without that support system, you have the potential to really regret your choices. And that's the last thing that you want. And then finally, plan and prepare. When you make bold choices, as I've mentioned a couple times in this episode, it truly does involve risks. It is so easy to plan and prepare as much as possible. So make sure you do your research on what it is you want to do. Set attainable goals for yourself and create some sort of like roadmap or a plan that's gonna allow you to successfully accomplish this journey. You could write out a timeline of when and where you wanna do these things and how you're gonna do it. Basically, that's how I did it. And I, I've always made plans for myself on how I'm going to succeed in Bold Life Choices and I feel like it's worked out really well for me and I'm so grateful for the people that I surround myself with because I definitely feel like I would have combusted and failed and really had regretted my life choices. Those are some really good actionable things that you can do to help you become bolder with your life choices. So I really encourage you to reflect on bold life choices you've maybe made in your life already and to really celebrate that. 
It's courageous. Making bold life choices truly is about living authentically and unapologetically. Embrace the unknown, trust your instincts, and always be willing to take that leap of faith. And there you have it. That's how you can unapologetically make bold life choices. So if you have a bold life choice that you've made in your life and you want to share that with me, always know that you can email the podcast at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. And with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye.